Headed into space by Olave. The dangerous Dominic Adoro for Columbus. Able to cut this back. Adoro! And it's in! And just like that in the game's second minute, the crew take the lead. Cahill has Henri. Flat down. Here's Henri! Tugging! The critical finish. And we'll level it one. It's a good ball for Gavin. Flat stays down. Gavin across Justin Miram. Closed down by Kamora at the last possible moment. It's a penalty. Iguain steps up. Columbus takes the lead. To the edge of the box. Steele flicks it ahead. Olave brings it down. Olave is in. Hamasin Olave ties the match in added time. His fourth of the year. Welcome to the Red Bull Rant. I'm Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 60. Do not taunt. Happy fun, Henri. Right, um, <laughs> uh, um, the, the, the other guy laughing, in case you guys have not been following on Twitter, is uh, Zach Wassink, one of our regular guests. Zach, welcome back to the show. How about those Mets, boys? All right. Woo! Good Good week. Good week. Nah. <laughs> I... I <laughs> like I said during the taping, I I I gave up on the Yankees, uh, not because of New York too, but just I I've just lost interest in them, so I'm not even going to bother responding. It's not worth it. I'm um, a self I'm a self loathing Yankee fan, but still, uh, just let me be happy. I'm happy on this show for once, boys. Come on, just give me this. I have so little. Uh, I'm giving it to you. I'm not arguing. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, two matches to talk about. Uh, New York Red Bulls host the Columbus Crew to a two-two draw. Um, I myself and Pat didn't get to see most of the game, or sorry, most of the first half anyway. Uh, we mm-hmm. were in Baltimore trying to watch the game, and an Irish pub that specializes in soccer and had the game listed on their website for some reason did not have Univision. So we couldn't watch the game at that bar. So we ended up walking to another bar, and thankfully, after a good, like, 10 seconds after changing the channel, the feed finally came up. But at that point, it was... The 40th minute or so. No, no, it wasn't that early, because, uh... No, actually, it was was like the 35th minute. It was, like, just after Henry scored. Okay. So we we didn't get to see most of the first half. So uh, what do you guys think? I know Truman... Did a little post game with Kevin. I honestly didn't listen to it because <laughs> the audio was pretty garbled, which I didn't realize at first. But um, what do you guys uh, think of this match? Ugly. There was some ugly soccer played on uh, Sunday, both sides really. Um, Alave and Holderson, man, when they're good, they're really good. But that first goal was—I don't know if they were still in the dressing room, if they were like planning their barbecues for Monday. They weren't out there. Adoro, um, 
give give Cangelosi credit for that highlight that you heard at the beginning because it makes Adoro seem like he had some great solo effort and he really didn't. I could have gotten around him. I was actually right in that corner and you could see the play sort of progressing in slow motion like, holy crap, they're actually not going to shut him down. And sure enough, they didn't. But, you know, they uh, Columbus gave it back on a mistake that there's one guy you, you want to play through uh, completely unmarked. It's Thierry Henry because he's not going to burn you every time. And yeah, Olave, you know, Olave had a great touch and finish at the end. But how you give that big guy that much space and time in the penalty area without a, a hell run him over? I mean, it, it worked for uh, worked for Kamura. You know, just run the guy over in the penalty area and see what happens, right? <laughs> uh, but this is not a technical marvel. I do feel like both teams were on holiday. Uh, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like a boring game by far. It just uh, those of you who like, you know, the sexy football that people like to tweet and Facebook about, this was not the game for you. And the ref was pretty god-fucking-awful. Holy Christ. Yeah, he's wretched. Can I just throw that out as my dislike? Because he was horrible. Wait, someone besides me complained about refereeing on this show? What the hell's going on? You know, and you hate doing it because you could probably complain about it every week. But EGAD, we want to talk about guys who are going on holiday. I think Mike Pecky already said that uh, the ref was on holiday. Oh, he already planned his barbecue. It was bad. It was very, very bad. To make it worse, he came out and said that he didn't have a good view of the play, and he still. And I, I mean, on TV, they didn't, at least from what I saw, they didn't show it. But the assistant referee never called it. So if you're going to admit to not having a good view of it, why are you calling it? The real, you know, no, you know, it's really hilarious. Uh, right after the game, he said, "I was right there. I saw the right. play. I made the call." And then he goes, "Come on, by the way, I, I, I didn't really see it. Sorry." So he just, he just lied through his teeth, you know. Well. I, it was a penalty though, and I, I, I give Shep Messing credit because Shep Messing often wears the Homer glasses, as do I. But guys, if this foul happens ten yards back, it's a foul. It's a free kick. And if you're going to call the game by the laws, that's a penalty. You ran him over. Doesn't there's just because he scuffed the shot doesn't mean you can plow into the guy. It's not. Again, if this doesn't happen in the penalty area, it's it's play is stopped. And if you if you're one of those people who consistently says that you shouldn't call the game like that, that you know certain calls in the final ten minutes or calls in the penalty area, you know a shirt tug in the penalty area, as long as it's one of those little ones or a push off like we saw in the U.S. match um, on Wednesday, then that's fine. That's that's at least you're being consistent. But by the rules, he got it right. As much as I know, and again, I didn't see it really clearly until i got home because i was in supporters for the second it happened on far end of the pitch but yeah i I really didn't have a problem with that i don't know i mean i think it was a little soft my in my opinion especially considering you know the number of times there were you know i I believe there was one play where spindola just got completely clobbered in the uh penalty box and nothing was called so i i I guess if you want to go from a consistency standpoint it was a far more soft penalty than i think some of the some of the non-calls on the rebels and offensive end and that's what we've been complaining about is is consistency, and we haven't seen it. We didn't see it last week either. Well, what really bothered me the most about the ref, and this is one of those petty things, but it, it does matter, was at the opposite end when Red Bulls were pushing forward, and it was before Olave's goal, where, you know, the two guys magically just fell to the ground because someone had snipered them. Maybe, I don't know, if Fishkin was up there. Actually, no, I know he wasn't there for this one. Because they say someone maybe <laughs> threw something or picked them off, and the ref only made one go off until the restart he let the other i can't remember who it was and we were talking about this on the from the factory floor the other night and i couldn't remember that either but it should have been 11 v9 on i believe it was a corner and that's an advantage and sure if the guys come on five seconds but if there's a rebound and you've got an even an additional man 
who's there who, who normally would have been marked but wasn't, that could make a big difference. And you get a goal a, with a couple of extra minutes and you look at the momentum New York had after Olave's goal, I, I credit for saving the point, but that was the one that really pissed me off because that's that's an easy one that you you and your assistant have to get right and neither one of them it was like oh well you know there's the one guy he's over in the corner so we're fine um by the way i was watching highlight while you're talking about it it was eddie gavin who legitimately i think he deserved he he stayed down he didn't get back up the one i had a problem with was garrick who went down got back up (laughs) went back down got back up went back down right when the whistle happened so i mean no you know yeah, it should have been off the field. If you're going to go up and down, feign an injury, you don't deserve to be on the field. I mean, at least Gavin, Gavin came off, and Gavin was clutching his shoulder until he came off the field. So it probably was a legit injury. And actually, I said to Pat at the bar, I think he had dislocated his shoulder with the way he was holding it at first. And just if you, if you look at the replay, the way he landed on his shoulder, it, it seemed to at least indicate it. But obviously it was okay since he came back on and was able to finish out the last uh, few minutes. But, yeah, I mean, there's no reason for one guy to be allowed to stay on the field injured. I mean, we, we I'm going to use this example because it's a famous one. Um, the the win, last Women's World Cup where uh, the U.S.-Brazil game and the uh, – I think it was the semifinals. Uh, Mar- Marta was down on the field. They brought out a stretcher for her. And she was obviously time-wasting because as soon as the stretcher carried her off the field, she was right back up. But at least the referee in that, that case got her off the field. Earlier this year, too, there was the, the boot thing that happened with Wondolowski where, like, he, he needed either new laces or something. It was something weird. Oh, he, and he changed his shoes. That's, that's right. He changed his shoes, and but that's the rule, and it cost him a goal. So does anybody else have any of the dislike except besides referees? Just because that's mine, so I'm not even going to bother talking about it. That's, I mean, that is that is mine. Uh, mine honestly is going to be uh, MLS. If you got to make it easier for people in out of market towns to find games that are on Spanish language television, it's simple as that. You know, it's, it's you and I should have been watching that game on time. And uh, this Unimas, Unimas nonsense is just you, you got to make it easier. The, the, the games that are on Spanish language television cannot be national broadcast games. They, they got they just they got to be accessible via MLS Live pack, package. It's simple as that. It's Silly. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much my dislike. I'm going with, um, real quick, I'm going to go with my boy, Iguain, who I actually do really respect. Um, but he's my dislike because in the first half where I was sitting, just I got many looks of his runs down, down the right end and down the right wing. And this guy, he's too good to flop in the manner that he does. And, like, the first time was sort of like, okay, you know, these things happen. But by the third and the rolling around and moving the hand, you know, from the eyes to see if anybody was was watching the spectacle and it continued in the second half, I just – it divers bug me in general when they're this good. And, and granted, Higuain probably isn't going to put up the numbers in MLS ever again that he did last year. Nevertheless, it just – oh, you're, you're too good for that, man. Knock it off. And if you're not too good for that, then get the hell out of here. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to expand on Pat's dislike just a little bit because it, it's really a pet, a pet peeve of mine. When a game is supposedly blacked out on MLS Live, I understand the reason that if if I can get the channel, then it's blacked out. But here's the thing. A lot of people don't have a choice in who their provider is for TV. Yes, the DirecTV services a lot of areas because of satellite. But see, a satellite compared to cable is fucking expensive. Like I think I pay maybe for phone, TV, and internet maybe fifty to sixty dollars more than I did for Direct TV alone. So that tells you how expensive it is. On top of that, my cable provider 
where, where I live in Maryland is technically part of the Washington D.C. television market, so I am blocked out of the D.C. games. Thankfully, but I don't. <laughs> but I don't get. Yeah, well, but I don't get Comcast Sportsnet, which carries the game. All I get is Masson, which is the Baltimore area, spe- Baltimore area specific TV station. There's there is Comcast Sportsnet out of Baltimore, so that's why I would get it. But when my cable provider doesn't have it, and it would cost me extra money to go get it, and I'm already paying MLS directly for that game, there is no reason for me to be blacked out. It's one thing for you to say, "Well, you have the channel, so why are we going to give it to you?" But if I can prove to you that I don't have the channel, then I shouldn't be blacked out from the game. I know that's not exactly what Pat was talking about, but it it kind of is because um, I don't get Univision either because my cable provider doesn't do it. And one person in the middle of nowhere that asks for a cable station is going to have to pay extra for it. And I honestly, I, I'm already paying $60 for the year for MLS Live. I shouldn't have to pay extra to my cable provider to get those few games that are on Spanish language broadcasts. And um, it just pisses me the fuck off. So, with that being said, <laughs> uh, what what do we like about uh, the Columbus match? Should I go first? Go for it. Of course, I, I kind of already mentioned this in the mini-sode, but if you didn't listen to it... Come on, Thierry Henry is awesome. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and, and it's and it's not even the goal, because, I mean, the goal was, was very nice. But come on, he did the goal kick countdown, which I love. I just love the countdown. Yeah, that I'm a big fan of that, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's, Him it's, picking up the ball, putting it on the line for the goal kick, that goalie having the balls to upstage Henry and move it to the other side. Well, shame on you, sir. <laughs> and then they score, and he picked up that ball and threw it down. I was loving it. I was loving every moment of Thierry Henry in that game. I, You know, it's funny when a team signs a superstar, everyone wants to run out and get the jersey of that guy. You know, like the Beckhams, all these big names. You want to get him cause, just because he's a superstar. And I've always been the person, like, I don't want to be that dude. I don't want to be the guy having the jersey of, that everyone else has. But you know what? Fuck it. It's time for everyone to get the Henri jersey. Just let's all do it. <laughs> he rules. I mean, I liked the guy before, but now stuff like that, he's the best. I, I can't get enough of it. I really can't. Uh, um, just to espouse on your idea, it's it's. Uh, I remember after the 2011 season when Brian Strauss wrote his like big, you know, summation of uh, MLS of the season, and he basically called out Henri for being petulant and for being uh, a baby, even though he had a great year that year. And I remember like thinking to myself, sure, he's an asshole, but he's our asshole, and we love every second of it because he performs at the same time. So, it, yeah, I'm with I, you. I think we said those exact words on Tuesday night, like to the T. He's look, you don't you don't have to tell me about the greatness of Thierry Henry. I've witnessed it against me, and it sucked. Seeing him do this for my team, he's he's just so freaking good. And that people still don't understand that if there's one guy that you don't want to piss off, it's Thierry Henry. You want him to be relaxed and be, oh, you know, through the penalty area. No one's really trying to bump him and no one's giving him a hard time because then he sort of thinks it's going to be easy and that's when he doesn't put enough on it or he curls it over the bar. I I hope that, you know, look at Philly last year at Philly, the final game before Sandy. The fans pissed him off. And the union pissed him off. And the final scene we saw before the final whistle was Henri looking over to their supporters and waving goodbye after a three no win. <laughs> so keep doing it. It's the Sidney Crosby thing. You can chant your. I love when fans chant Crosby sucks because you just know he's going to score two and insist on a third. Keep it up, MLS supporters. Don't don't learn. We don't want you to. Henri sucks. Sure does. <laughs> Oh, it's my turn. I thought. Yes, it is. It is Pat. your turn. Okay. <laughs> I didn't well, necessarily I mean, get a leg, but you know. Yeah, that's, that's why I was waiting for Pat. 
I, I wasn't sure if that was Zach's like, so all right. I think. Oh, I thought we all were just liking Henri because he's great. We can. Uh, we can like him. Let's all like him together. I, I, I mean, I was going to just throw out a little shout out to the bar that actually did give us the, ga- the game in Baltimore. The Green Turtle on South Bar Broadway in Baltimore. You are my like for uh, not making my 10 hour or, yeah, about 10 hour drive from Atlanta to Baltimore in vain. Thank you so much for putting the game on. <laughs> now give us money. Uh, give us money. <laughs> I kind of have to throw a dislike in there <laughs> for the bar only because um, I had ordered a buffalo chicken sandwich and the the chicken wasn't very <laughs> buffalo-y. <laughs> Just like, oh, your bitching. <laughs> hey, I paid I... money for that sandwich. <laughs> I gave him free uh, advertising here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I really don't have a like that's not Andre. I mean... Actually, how's this? For the the terrible play Olave had at the beginning of the game, Olave's skill on the ball for the equalizer from a defensive back is just amazing. I mean, it's, just, it's such a simple touch that you'd expect any player to make it, but for defense, for a defensive player to do that under pressure in the opposing penalty box, you don't expect it. So that's my like. Especially I'm, not in stoppage time. A center back yeah. who's played 90-plus minutes who knows that a gaffe he made was likely going to cause a home defeat. Um, that's a nice way to put that far from the memory. I still like to go into theory people who are scared of Olave and don't want to go near him. They're just terrified. <laughs> he's, he's intimidating, and you don't want to go near him if he gets the ball. That's it. All right, so uh, moving on from that match, uh, last night, as of when we were recording this, uh, New York hosting uh, USL, um, yeah, USL PDL team, uh, Reading United in the mm-hmm. U.S. Open Cup with uh, not so great attendance, but that was to be expected because almost nobody shows up for an Open Cup game. Uh, New York won 2 nothing. Uh, it was 0-0 after halftime, able to get two goals in, I think it was like eight minutes after uh, Lloyd Sam, of all people, come onto the to the field. And uh, Ryan Mara, first start since getting injured in New England last year, and once you know it, gets a shutout in his first win back. So congratulations, Ryan, for making it back to the field. Yay! Yay! It was much rejoicing. <laughs> Except for... Uh... <laughs> One Mr. Robles who may be very sad very, very soon. <laughs> I did have something to say about this. I'm trying, I had to think about what it was. When you think about it, we'll do our likes I, and dislikes. How's that sound? You go for it. All right. I'm going to do my like first. And Jay, you said something that the attendance wasn't great. But you know what? Have you seen some of their past U.S. Open Cup games? There's no one there. So I'm actually going to give a like to the attendance because it was better than I thought it was going to be. There are actually people in the sideline seats, which you just so rarely see during those open, open cup games. So I'm going to give it up to the people who did show up. And of course, I'm going to give it up to the South Ward, who were just loud and insane as ever. And also switched from um, Reading's better than United and United's better than Reading. I don't know what was going on there, but they were kind of flip-flopping it around. But yeah, I'm going to give it up for the fans for showing up on a Wednesday night. Props to them. I'm going with, um, I'm going with Lloyd, Sam. Thought he was just tremendous. And, you know, this it, it was a professional performance from the Red Bulls in the second half, especially when Dax and Spindler came on. Teams showed their class. Give Redding credit for parking the bus in the first half as they did. But Sam, like, really, you could tell um, as the game went on, he he did realize just the golf and talent. He took guys on one-on-one. He made deliberate attacking runs. This is what you want to see from him. You're not going to, you know, insist that he start against Vancouver because of what he did against the third-tier side. But this is what you have to do against the third-tier side, especially if you're a guy who's not getting into the team, unlike people I'll bring up 
and our dislikes. So I, yeah, I took care of business, and I, I did think he was the best overall player for the Red Bulls on Wednesday. Hey, confidence booster, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Never a bad thing. Uh, right, my, my like is Ryan Mayer. Ryan Mayer returning, getting the shutout. Uh, it's it's great news. The kid was really promising last year. Uh, um, let's hope he can keep it up and uh, maybe return to regular action. And my like, this is what I was trying to think of. In stoppage time, with New York trying to run the clock out, I don't remember the player's name, but someone someone hurt uh, Espindola, whether it was a sloppy ta- sloppy tackle or intentional, whatever it was. Um, Espindola was very upset, so he seemed to think it was an intentional uh, tackle. But instead of trying to run out the clock like they were going to, the Red Bull said, well, fuck you, Riding, we're going to try to score a third one on you. <laughs> so I'm liking the team for that attitude, where they basically said, you know what, you're not going to treat us with... We tried to take it easy on you guys, but... Since you're not going to take it, we're just going to run it up on you. I mean, granted, they didn't score, but the fact that they tried was... I, I, I like the fact that they had that attitude in that, at the end of the game. Don't fuck with Pecky. <laughs> no, I wanted him to run it up. And I, I don't have... it. I I like the Reading area, and I thought that these guys really did play with a lot of heart. But, no, like Portland did last night. Run it up, boys. Run it up. Send a message. <laughs> um, So, time for our dislikes of this game if you can find one um oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say that come on when we talk about running it up they should have been running it up in the first half true that's i think that's my only real dislike of the game is come on guys they pecky brought the thunder in that lineup he was not fucking around which is awesome and when you're not fucking around you they should have you should have had one or two up there they their goalie made a couple really nice saves but i'm sorry you should have had a. I, I want a four nothing win when you're playing a, a fourth level team, especially Reading. Because have you ever been to Reading? That is like the most boring town on the planet. Okay. Hey, they have that. How dare you? They have the nicest minor league ballpark in this country, young man. Listen, that ballpark <laughs> is very nice. I that I've been there. It's very nice, but that town is a snooze fest. It is. It is. It's a. It's. I, I went to school with friends from Reading, and we would joke about which town was worse, Erie, PA, or Reading. <laughs> Oh, Reading is just egad. It's boring. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 all I'm gonna throw out there. When you when you're playing this team, beat it, beat them down. Because now if you have to go up to New England and play, you're like, wow, we only beat a first level team two nothing, and it took sixty minutes to get the job done. You know, come on, come on, guys. Well, on, on that on that same level though. I'm my dislike has to be Connor Laid, and that I think everyone who who supports this who supports this team this year has been like, where's Laid? Where's Laid? He can't get into the team. He got this U.S. call up, and since then it's almost like it hurt his career. Well, you you gotta you you gotta come out in these type of games if you're not getting playing time and show your boss. Look, this is why I should be playing on Saturdays and Sundays. And he was anonymous out there. Uh, he had one chance. He like yeah the keeper reacted well but again you're a professional top flight I know he's a defender slash midfielder but he didn't have to chip it like from you know nine yards out if he, he puts a that, that ball's a foot up he's over the keeper and we're up one nil and that was early in the game and after that I really can't remember much of what he did anything of merit and it, he wasn't awful or anything you know the same thing with Heath Pierce too and I know a lot of people were getting on Pierce on, on Twitter and he was even responding today which is always a classy move I think when professional <laughs> athletes feel like they have to go after fans but that's I guess not my place it I get it you want more playing time well earn it man like saying you only had two turnovers against a bunch of kids who probably drove you know 
passed the the Statue of Liberty and we're like, holy crap, that was the highlight of their journey. And being in an arena that actually has an LED, great. Well, that, that, dude, two turnovers is bad. I don't care. I, I don't care that it was only two. He didn't cover himself in glory in any way. He was actually beaten twice in the first half, which is a little unsettling. So I get it. You guys want to play. You got to earn it. And and Petkey, Petkey's not Baca. He's not bringing you back in after one performance it took roy miller how many weeks to get back yep and so it and that's why i i for look petkey doesn't get everything right i'm not gonna pretend that he does but i do like the way he's handled his squad my only complaint was laid and you know after wednesday night i kind of feel like i was wrong and a lot of us were wrong because didn't didn't show didn't show anything to prove that petkey has been wrong and the funny thing about that is petkey was very high on him when they signed him before last year so how much has he had Look at what he would have had done to fall out of Pecky's grace within a year and a half. I, I mean, I've asked. I know others have asked, and if if someone's saying something to another reporter, whomever, like no one's saying anything that they had a spat or that uh, Laid was injured. There were fitness concerns, but that was a while back. That, was, that wasn't like a week ago. So I, I have no idea. Year. Yeah, exactly. And and it's but again, he he came out on Wednesday and looked very flat and very out of form. Uh. My dislike would have to be that there was no highlights to be found on NewYorkRebels.com, so I can actually not say is, anything about this ma- this match. The whole match is online, man. It's on their, their YouTube page. <laughs> yeah, where you been, sucker? <laughs> How do you think I watched it? <laughs> oh, I, wa- I watched the beginning of it before I had to go somewhere, but I'm just saying... Oh, like, you want highlights, I gotcha. I want highlights. I don't want to watch <laughs> the whole damn thing again. It's the Open Cup. Come on. It's called Fast Forward, sir. Fast Forward. First World Problems, man. Come on. <laughs> For what it's worth, you just, just skip the whole first half, and there you go. Yeah. yeah. Actually, just skip to, like, the 60th minute, you'll be fine. I already watched one uh, game well after it was over last night, so... Oops. That was a I mistake. Was- I wasn't doing too. <laughs> yeah, I regretted um, that. My dislike is the fact that the feed kept freezing last night over and over and over again, and then it would randomly skip ahead to catch up to where it should be. Now, the night before, a lot of the USL Pro and it, it feeds had issues where they were freezing, and for them, I'm okay with that because they're USL Pro teams. They don't have as much money. But when you're the New York Red Bulls and your stadium is located in Harrison, New Jersey basically minutes away from new york city there's no fucking reason for a live game on youtube to freeze as much as it did it it was i i actually ran speed tests on my on from my computer to make sure that it wasn't made that's how bad it was yikes so i know i know they won't be broadcasting the next round but if they happen to make it into the quarterfinals and happen to host get your act together learn how to stream a fucking game and do it correctly and then actually i'm gonna i'm gonna have a, a, a second dislike just because i i feel he's so angry (laughs) (laughs) well no this one this one's not necessarily anger but janino and lulandula how do you guys not manage to score a goal against running united honestly i'm with you i mean i know janino can't move more than five yards with the ball at a time but you guys are supposed to be goal scorers that is your job for as much as much as everybody rags on tim cahill for not scoring at some point we i mean We've talked about it on the show before about how we feel he should be a sub at this point. And honestly, and if you listen to CN Red, you know I defended Dave with his whole, you have to give him time. But honestly, after last night, that argument's gone. If you can't do, if you do jack shit against a PDL team, and a PDL team that was nothing but college players, 
you don't deserve to be in the starting lineup. I, I so think Luandula was actually worse, quite frankly. Um, it, it, the fact that he couldn't break uh, into PSG reserves at the end and that it was miscommunication or, or you know, differences off the pitch differences between he and, and whoever the manager was then, I can't remember. It's really starting to look like it was, uh, it was more talent. It, it, crisis of confidence is one thing. When you're afraid to fire from 13 out against what I can only assume to be a 20-year-old who this is like the biggest game he's played. And, and I know Reading had played, what, two Open Cup matches before. They've been in it last year. I don't know if this was the same keeper from last year. I apologize if, it, if this is a guy who's been here before. But still, this is one Probably of the bigger not. games he's played. And you're, you know, you've played for a team that's just, I, I granted he's not there now, but, you know, they just won their league. They've been champions. League. They've been in Europe. And, yeah, he was with the reserves. But, dude, you at least shoot. You were here. It, it was like a, a devil's power play where you had 3,000 people just yelling, shoot at this guy because he was, he, yeah, he, holding up play is fine. You know, sometimes he had one, one instance in particular where I can't remember who he set up and that person was also afraid to have a go. It's the Eric Alexander syndrome that fans will sometimes joke about because Alexander had that one goal and then like three in a row just were very off target and now he won't shoot. No, I want you to. One of my favorite plays of the first half was honestly when Juninho had been looking to connect with guys and no one was making runs or anything and he was 30 out and he said you know what hell with it and he curled it and it was maybe six inches off the bar it was six inches above the bar I, great man great that's why you're here so sometimes i get it you don't want to have like 25 shots and three on target that doesn't do anybody good have a go guys you're professionals and especially these guys who've been around the block multiple times that's just what drives me crazy even more than misses is if you it's that stupid cliche that you miss you know every shot you don't take doesn't go in right right there's my rant now now you got me fired up about it yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, Yeah, what it's worth i I was gonna say i can only add that I can only add, yeah, no, fuck it, I'm getting my shit in. (laughs) You listen to me now! No, I was just going to kind of add that. Juninho, I definitely don't think should be necessarily a bench player at this point. I think he does a lot of little things here and there besides scoring goals that makes him a worthy guy on the field. But if you listen to this show, much like what Zach just said, uh, you know how I feel about Peggy. I'm not a fan of the guy. I keep him on the bench, keep him buried. I'm fine with that. So what I was going to say was... John Mc, McCarthy uh, played for LaSalle, and it looks like he's in his fourth year, or or just finished his uh, fourth year anyway, playing for them. It's not so, his, it's not his so first. Got to tell you something, and it's not his first PDL season either. So, I, right, and again, that should probably tell you something. Yeah. Uh, so with the win, uh, New York will play the New England Revolution, who beat uh, Geeks FC. No one cares. <laughs> Uh, the Rochester. They beat Rochester. Yeah. Uh, 5-1. So they did what New York couldn't do, and they put their foot on the Rochester's throat. Who fucking cares? A win is a win. Yep. And it's the Open Cup. We're going to forget about it after three weeks. <laughs> I've already forgotten for about worth, it. Though, for what it's worth, though, they didn't go the D.C. United route, who had to go to penalty kicks to beat the Richmond kickers of USL. I think it's USL Pro. Or, hey, or LA Galaxy, who sent their second and third team and their head coach didn't even go to their game and they lost. I mean, can you imagine that? Can you imagine a who professional would do a thing like that? franchise not even sending their head Awful. coach? Awful. I can't believe such a thing. Fine. Outrage. That really is outrageous. Outrageous. 
such disrespect to the tournament and, and all oh. it stands for it. It's hundreds of years of history. Who it's, would do a thing like that? I mean, I, 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 oh, no, go ahead, because I'm just going to finish off another no, point there. Go ahead. Oh, I was. I just want to add, since we're talking U.S. Open Cup, congratulations, Seattle Sounders. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what it's like to really play in the U.S. Open Cup. How does it feel? How does it feel having to go on the road finally and not buy every single home game? I love it. I love it. I don't have to hear their stupid fans talk about how they're so amazing every year in the Open Cup because now they actually had to travel. So suck it. And imagine, suck it. imagine sitting Obafemi Martins down and explaining to him not just the U.S. Open Cup, but the, the, where, where the, who'd they lose to? I don't even remember. Tampa. Like explaining, oh, so we're going to Florida. Oh, that sounds fun. Well, not quite. <laughs> and then they lose. Welcome to MLS, man. I love it. So nice. Uh, and then, and then the timber, Timbers smashed out their opponent, so mm-hmm. it really sticks it to them even more. Actually, how about the only truly interesting thing about this weekend uh, in uh, in the uh, U.S. Open Cup? How about Dan Kennedy scoring scoring on penalty kick? Wow! For she no one say. No one. It, really it wasn't even and it wasn't even overtime penalty kick. It was a penalty <laughs> kick during during regular time. The problem is that no one saw it, so we don't even know if that actually happened. No, it did. There's, there's there is cell phone footage. That's yes. right. And big footage in the background. But I find sure. eight millimeter <laughs> film of that happening. <laughs> I like the story that they they had back to back games where attackers had missed penalties, and so they had competitions in training, and Kennedy won all of them. And so he told then Coach Chalice, "This happens again. I'm taking it." And so the penalty, uh, the foul occurred in the box. Kennedy didn't even give him the option. He ran down the field, <laughs> grabbed the ball, put it on the spot, and said, "Move." That's great. Yeah, he's a great man, and hopefully we can set him free soon. Uh, one can only hope. I think All there's right, going to be um, a lot of setting people free on that team. <laughs> wow. Think, uh, they've got a lot going on right now. I think we, we probably Lando is in the cards. <laughs> we, we could probably devote a whole show just to Chivas at this point, but we're, we're no, not yet. Um, so moving on to some listener mail, uh, we have two things. One is a Twitter message from at uh, Pecky Sweater. Uh-oh. <laughs> Our boy. <laughs> he asks, "What do we think of Pecky's choice of clothing for, clothing for last night? Will it be a trend?" Honestly, I don't don't know what he was wearing because I don't think I actually saw him on the Did broadcast. So, I believe he just sported the uh, nice black dress pants and the and the white shirt, which is a a nice summer. It's late late spring summer look, professional right, but but right, stylish nevertheless. I mean, I, I Pecky sweater. I, I apologize to you. I know you're going to be in for a rough few months, but you know we're not we're not Vancouver, so you don't get to be rocked uh, six months out of the year. Sorry, I didn't actually Listen. see what he wore, but I can only imagine because Petkey is a badass and just wants to say fuck you, even to fashion trends that he was wearing like clown pants with a camouflage <laughs> top, just to say what I can wear whatever I want. And in that opinion, I think it was pretty badass. <laughs> I think he was wearing like what he wears when it's really cold out. Like he's got the sweater, he's got the full jacket on. Because Pecky don't feel the heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> it's going to be so sad when this all goes to hell and Pecky gets sacked in like four <laughs> months. I'm going to be so sad and remember the good times. Ah, oh, come on. He he's clearly earned himself the year at this point. Oh, I mean absolutely. Yes, this is full sarcasm. I hope that he at least gets the Ben Olsen treatment of a year plus cuz hell if Ben Olsen can have a job right now then pretty much anyone who doesn't get their club sued should have a job. <laughs> Just don't get your club sued. Don't get your good. club sued. Any any 
Any wishful Major League Soccer head coaches, general managers, this is your lesson from the Red Bull rant. Anything you do that might potentially get your franchise sued, don't do it. Uh, Beston is DC's bottom of the league, and Chivas is six points ahead of them. I mean, it's only six six points, but come on. I mean, the fact that someone above you you gets fired. Yeah, if if someone above you gets fired, you know that you're probably on the hot seat. All right. Uh, next, we actually have a, a voicemail, first one in a, a while, from one of our regular callers. Favorite callers back. Not bad. Not bad for a 10-game streak, 11 games, whatever it is. That guy on Sunday was awful, though. God, I hate calling this. Bunch of fucking assholes. I did fully expect yesterday to be reading Twitter or Facebook at the men's game that we lost the Reading, but it's a nice surprise. So uh, maybe Pecky's going to open cup glory. I don't know. We'll see. This is bound to blow up in her faces one of these days. But uh could be worse. Could be DC. Five fucking points. What a bunch of jackasses. That's fucking hilarious. All right, boys. <laughs> Did you wake up from a nap? <laughs> I think that can pretty much be summed up as Columbus assholes. Uh, yeah. Fucking, ooh, fucking. Fucking, fucking uh, US. Yeah, US Cup. Uh, whatever. I'm pretty sure he like woke up at like 2.30 and did like a sleep dial and like probably doesn't even remember it and cheers to you for that sir that's dedication god damn it yeah there's just it's just a classic voicemail which I kind of we need more of that we, we need more yes so I'll repeat the number again later but if you want to call him like uh, Jimmy does 973-348-5329 during the week uh, just make sure you remember that there's a cutoff after like three minutes, I think. So either keep it short and sweet or be ready for multiple voicemails. Um, As you can see, we will pretty much play anything. So Yeah, and we have. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now uh, on Saturday, New York will host uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps, 7 p.m. start time on MSG. Their last MLS game uh, for the next three weeks. They'll return on the 23rd. Yes, on the 23rd. So... They'll have three weeks off from MLS action. They will have the U.S. Open Cup in the middle of there, but for the most part, they won't be around after this. Um, thoughts and predictions? Uh, we'll start with Zach since he's our guest this week. I, I've been high on Vancouver since the, the beginning of the year. I really do think there's a lot of talent there, but they just can't help but let themselves down at this point, whether it be in um, Canadian Championship or, or even MLS. Whatever. They're 3-4-4 four, and four right now. They're not in form at all. They're playing like they did in the second half of the year last year, which was just horrendous when you compare it to the fact that I think they were like they were top two at the break. So I I get nervous about you know summer swoons with this Red Bulls team, but they're playing good right now. They're confident and in Petke I trust. So I'll go uh, two one, good guys. I'm liking two one. That's actually what I was thinking. Uh, I think it's going to be a little ugly, and I think you're definitely going to have another feeling of a. a getaway day as this will be the last game before a nice long break uh unless pecky pumps up a lot of the starters to get ready to play the next open cup game knock on wood he does but I, come on i you know it, that columbus was a letdown of course i predicted for nothing so it's a massive letdown for me so i think a nice 2-1 win is just what the doctor ordered for this team yeah i, I think uh you know the Whitecaps got to travel cross country that's not going to help them in anything um the red bulls are just playing really well right now um, I don't really see anything other than a victory here, so I'm going to go Red Bulls 2 nothing. Considering that Vancouver also played on Wednesday in the Canadian Championship, uh, 
and like Pat said, have to travel across country. I see this as a big advantage for the Red Bulls. So I'm gonna go. I guess a little crazy. I'm actually gonna go three nothing with this. Whoa, one. sir. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, see, now, for... now I have to jinx it and point out that um, Vancouver haven't won away yet this year. Oh four and one. So oh. there's your there's your jinx, kids. You can I uh, I screwed the pooch here. I, I'm that asshole that yells perfect game when. <laughs> Harvey's got one in the seventh and starts putting it all over Twitter because people don't understand how logic works. Come on, aren't we over the jinxes for the Red Bulls? They're playing too well this season. I hope so. Um, as for our other writers, um, Pete's calling this 2 nothing. Kevin, 3-1, both for the Red Bulls. Uh, Craig still hasn't reported in. Still haven't heard back from him since last week, so... Still waiting on that APB to... Uh, we, we've sent Ian Perkins back to England to see, see what's yeah. going on. So, hopefully we'll hear back from him at some point. Um, so, apparently I skipped over this at the beginning, but uh, prediction standings so far. Uh, nobody, Only Pete got the draw right, but nobody got the score. So, uh, the order remains unchanged. Patson first, followed by Zach, Truman, myself, Pete, Kevin, and Craig. So... There you go. Craig, Craig's uh, looking at relegation. What happens if you get relegated <laughs> from the Red Bull Rants? Like, do, do you go to, um, do you go to seeing, oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. I kid, I kid, gents. I love you dearly. <laughs> no, no, since, since he's not on the podcast, he's a writer, so I mean, see, we get relegated to Empire Soccer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it has, it has how dare you be first Empire Soccer? There's some fine writing on that website. I mean, it has to be, it has to be equal. It can't be, it's podcast or podcast. Writing for writing, so that's although he does, yeah. So, um, fantasy league top two remained the same. Uh, we have a new third place team, uh, Dirty Jersey FC moved in the third. Uh, for us three, Pat stayed in 21st, 382 points. Yeah, so I'm sorry, stayed in 18th at 671, and I moved up another spot to seventh for 786. You know what's bullshit? Here's bullshit. How do you have Cahill? Henri and Olave on your team at the same time, you don't fucking move up a spot. I'm sorry. That pisses me off. Two goals and assists. <laughs> what the hell? I don't, yeah. What does the rest of your team do? This is why I don't Who this cares? Is why I do the fantasy. I don't understand. I mean, I do fantasy NFL, and that's about it. I can't be bothered. I never Not. pay attention to my team, so. Cool. I got my top goal scorer getting traded to fucking shit-ass Chicago. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure what's going on with what I'm doing with, with him yet, but. So, you want to know why you didn't do well? Because my team stinks and I don't pay attention. Well, first of all, your captain is your guy that just got traded to Chicago and didn't play. Right. I, so this is the things wasted, I don't pay attention to. You, you wasted your double point advantage right there. Um, Who knew he wasn't going to play? Who knew? <laughs> Robbie Rogers played. That's all I'm saying. Cahill had six, and you might want to move him off onto the bench since he's on international uh, duty. This I'm week. on it. Don't worry, I'm on it. I got a cup. <laughs> I'm, I am locking it up. Um, your vice captain. Got his points double total, but he only scored five, so that means you only got ten. If you had made Olave your captain, he would have been, or vice captain, he would have gotten you eighteen points. Right? Who he makes, who makes a defender? Up. Who makes a defender vice captain? Nobody. Well, defenders and midfielders are the, are the two highest scoring positions in fantasy. So, yeah, the hell with it. By the way, I want to point out, I love that um, Cahill's on international duty all the way overseas and still tweeting out uh, advertisements of himself on the path on the way like like an hour before kickoff of Wednesday night's match. That man is versatile. He's all uh, over the place. Uh, what else is he tweeting out, Zach? Go ahead. You can say apparently, what else is he tweeting out. Well, I, did, I haven't seen it. So apparently he tweeted out uh, my Red Bull. It was the the May review. Yes, it was. Where I named named uh, Timothy my, my player of the month and I guess he was a fan of that. So here's to not being 
a Muppet for one week, yes. <laughs> I will uh, surely... Do not incur his wrath. No, no, I will only say... Like, like he won't... Um, Obviously, he won't be with the Red Bulls this weekend, but in my in my Vancouver wrap-up, I'll just throw in something like, oh, by the way, I'm sure Cahill would have been great today. We would have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so any last things to discuss before we wrap this one up? Real quick, um, you just because you had mentioned it, uh, June 23rd, Sunday, way to Philly. I, I think total right now, it's like an absurd amount of buses. It's like eight or nine buses of supporters of Red Bulls fans are going. You can get... Empire, Empire Supporters Club or Viking Army. I'm sorry, I don't know if the Garden State supporters are doing their own buses, so if they are, I apologize to them. But get in contact with them. I, I don't, I'm assuming they're still, I mean, they, they still have information on their, on their Facebook pages, so I'm assuming they're still taking orders. I went last year, the Saturday before Sandy. I kid you not, it was the most fun Red Bulls game I've ever been to. Any home game, not even close. It's just, these are your diehards, it, it, passionate. If you're not into, you know, tailgating and, and drinking for, for six hours or whatever it is total when you can't, when you talk about the trip and being at the game, they've got family buses. It, it, get in touch, Viking Army, Empire Supporters Group, Club, uh, Garden State Ultras, whatever they call it. Again, I apologize. Uh, please, like, like go. If you, if you love this team, you will not regret it. It's so much fun. I, I can't say enough about it. Just really, really enjoyed myself last year and no, I, I can't wait for the 23rd. I know I'll be um, there. I'm, I won't be on a bus, but I'll be there. Awesome. I'll be. Yeah, I think I'm driving down for that. Um, I, might, I might be in Uganda. <laughs> Uganda. Uganda. Oh, Uganda. Sorry, Uganda's Disney. next to Uganda. Ah, okay. <laughs> There's also South Uganda too. Is, is this your version of the Donovan trip? <laughs> yes, I'm going to find myself. He's going walkabout. <laughs> I'm going to go play soccer with uh, Ugandan children to see if I want to continue my career in the MLS. And your college coach in Wisconsin, don't forget. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw this in here, not to bring anyone down, but if you are a racist or a homophobe or just a plain douchebag, don't go on Twitter and hashtag out don't cross the line. Because if myself or my friend Zach here finds you, oh yes, we will bring down the fucking wrath of God down on you. <laughs> I'm not even going to mention fucking names because it's not worth it. But you don't fuck with us and you don't fuck with our sport or we will destroy you. And my destroying is going to continue. And Jimmy Cates has brought the complete... Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy gets the applause from me. He's been tremendous. So I don't care how many followers you have. I don't care if you have 4,000. I don't care if you have two. When I catch it, I'm sorry. I can't keep my mouth shut and I can't keep my fingers shut. <laughs> I'm going to bring the fucking hammer down. Bam. I uh, wish you could bring the hammer down on a certain group of owners in MLS. That, their hammer's but. coming, don't worry. <laughs> the Hebrew hammer? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Well, they've got, they've got multiple hammers that things are, um, things are happening from what I've been told. Yeah. This is not going to go quietly into the night. That's good. But that's another, another podcast, another night, boys. All right. Um, before I read off the usual stuff, uh, a programming note, uh, mm-hmm. since, the Red Bulls are taking a three-week break. We will be taking a three-week break with the show. Um, we'll still do United States men's team with the qualifiers, but we won't be doing uh, Red Bulls coverage uh, during the next few weeks. Uh, so let me just let me just say this: we will do a show next week because we have to talk about the last game, and then we'll have the Open Cup. So, haha, we're not taking a break. Okay, yet. sorry. Right? After that, one, we'll take a break. More okay. like a two-week break. <laughs> yeah, still. Uh, real, real podcasters don't take a break. Well, we're technically not Let's, taking a break from podcasts. We're just taking a break from covering the Red Bulls. So <laughs> suck listen, on that, if, you, if you hand me a paycheck, I will be here every week. <laughs> okay? Right. I'm in. 
I will talk about Ooh. whatever you want to talk about. I'll, I'll have to talk to county people about that one. Yeah, talk about uh, Patrick's um, FIFA career. That's that's what uh, two weeks from now we'll be talking. We'll be talking. <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing <laughs> over Wigan. Patrick by Josie out the door. Boom. <laughs> All right. So uh, to wrap up, visit our website redbullrant.wordpress.com. Email us redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us like Jimmy did, 973-348-5329. Skype, username redbullrant. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. Google Plus, Storify, at redbullrant on Twitter, at Dr. Stooge, at pmacd 82 at The Truman, and at Zach Wasink. And as always, you can follow us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And if you do follow us on iTunes, please leave us a rating and let us know what you think about the show. Any last thing to say before we go? Win, 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 win. Win. That's it. Win. Yeah, win. And uh, if you're in town, go to the game. Fill the stadium. Go to StubHub. You can get a lot of discounts on tickets. In Uganda. Huh? <laughs> in Uganda. In Uganda. Yeah. And win. All right. So for all of us, this was episode number 60 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Peace. Good night, Canada. Lates.